We are just 11 days away from a new Premier League season. And today is the episode where you need to get your notepads and pens out because we are giving you the entire Premier League table prediction, every single position. We're going to be doing it in two parts. So today we're going to talk bottom half. Next week, we're going to be talking the top half of the Premier League table. Roll that intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you are here for the first time, do us a quick favour, hit that subscribe button for free football content every week. We're not going to hang about. Jamie, get the screen up. We are going to go straight into it, giving you today our full Premier League table predictions. Let's kick things off. So, <laughs> well, Luton, Luton fans, if you're watching, you might want to turn away for this, this section because all three of us, believe that Luton will finish rock bottom of the Premier League. Jamie, we'll start with you. Why Luton? Why why, why are we all putting them in 20th place? Look, no one expected them to come up. Like, I think like Luton fans wouldn't have expected it really when the start of the last season. I just think the jump that they're going to experience here with what they have is lack of experience in the top flight. I think I think I saw something, it's 30-something years that they've not been in the top flight football, which is one, all of the Premier League current history, and then some of the First Division one. Um, I think it's a massive, massive task for Luton to stay up. I think there's just too much to do to improve the team, the squad, the stadium, which is sort of, I just think, adding to it all. I think all Luton fans should probably be expecting is just to enjoy this year. Enjoy it, even if you are losing. It doesn't matter if you're away at the Etihad, Anfield, Old Trafford, Emirates, Stamford Bridge, and you're 5-0 down. It does not matter. It's an experience just to enjoy. And I, I sadly, I just can't. I can't see them doing much this season. Um, If they aren't bottom, I'll be very, very surprised. Reese, talk us through your reasoning. Similar or or anything else to throw in? Yeah, no disrespect. I think think the other teams are just have a little bit more than what they'll offer. Um, I think think they've got a good coach in Rob Edwards and I think they'll beat one of the big boys at Kenilworth Road. I, I think they will cause an upset. This isn't going to be Derby levels of, you know, Derby County levels of relegation. This They are going to fight and they're going to, they're going to do very, very well at home. I just think they won't have enough to get them out of it. Um, unfortunately, I just think the other teams are a little bit stronger for them, but they're going to fight. So, Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think the coach is for me, the, the one thing going for them. Um, big fan personally and th- the reality is it's just you, you look at the squad on paper you know I, I don't know their squad in depth but there's not enough Premier League experience in there and even if you look at some of the signings they're brought in you know to name a couple you know well I'll, I'll name one and, and he's the only one really with, with good Premier League experience is marvellous Nakamba and despite the name he, he's, he's not marvellous and um, so I think they could be you know could be in trouble when they're lacking real Premier League players. 
because you see it so often. You need you need a, a core in these teams of Premier League experience. Otherwise, you are going to be in trouble. So, Luton fans, apologies, but it, it's not looking good. Um, Sheffield. Well, actually, we, we, we've we've all gone for the same bottom two. Sheffield United obviously had a had a go a few seasons ago. Survived and then and then went back down. Why did you guys go Sheffield United nineteenth as well? Unfortunately, behind the scenes, they're a mess of a club, <laughs> really. <laughs> um, and I think that's going to impact them massively. Like, really, them getting Premier League has kept them from it getting very bad financially. Like this, this has saved them a bit. Really, um, look, they were terrific last season. Like there was times where you thought, you know what? Like I think they just left it a bit too late to actually challenge Burnley in terms of how well they were doing. But I think they're because of the whole situation around the club. It means they're going to have this lack of spending. Like I haven't seen them spend that much this summer, and I don't see them being able to spend that much anyway. So I feel like you've got to deal with the current crop of players. And unfortunately, I think it's just a championship level squad. And I think it will be exposed too many times. Um, I don't really see them having the same sort of grit and determination of what that, that side first had when it came up. Um, and did, I think it came, what was it, like sixth, wasn't it? When it, They did phenomenally well when they came up a few like a few years ago in that one-off season. Um, but it's just something that I just don't see them surviving very well. The club, unfortunately, I think behind the scenes is going to cost them big, big time. It's a lack of signings as well. You know, they've only brought three players in. Again, I think a similar story that I've just said to Luton, you know, you want to be trying to sign a few of these Premier League players, you, you know, you know the types who have been there, done it, doesn't matter what clubs, you know, just been in the Premier League, experienced it. And I think you're right, comparing them to the side that, that were in the Premier League previously, I just don't I don't see it. I just don't see it. Um also sort of two of their big sort of two of their big loan loanees were from City last season. Now I'm not saying they were the best two players in the club, but they were a big part of the team. And they've lost both of them at the moment. They're still still trying to do the loan deal for McAtee. Um, however, City are a bit reluctant at the moment and kind of want to keep him on board. So they're still trying with that to get him. But like I said, he actually hasn't got that much Premier League experience. But he's someone who did well from last season. So it's like they've, without sounding bad, but it's they've technically got a bit worse from losing their low knees. So this is where it can be a bit detrimental to them if they're not if they're not replacing them because they don't have the funds to do so. Yeah. Reese, anything to add to that? No, I think I think it's the same thing. Yeah, they've already said they're not really going to invest. They lost 11 games in the Championship last season. They only finished second because the rest weren't actually that good. They kept throwing it away themselves. I think it's just a little bit of a step too far. I don't think Heckenbottom is the right manager to take them to the next level. They play good football, but when you're in this situation, is good football really what you want? You, you need to survive O'Connell released Sharp released yes they're old they're older but they had a Premier League experience I just I just don't don't see it and that's not 
disrespect Sheffield United. Good luck to them. But yeah, they're just not not what I think it's going to get them. Yeah, agreed. Well, let, let's move on to 18th place. So me and Jamie, are, well, our bottom three is exactly the same. Now, Bournemouth, bit of a weird one because actually I don't think they've had a bad summer. Um, particularly Justin Cliver, um, Hamad Traore from Sassuolo, or Sassuolo, I can't, can't butcher their, their team name just like that. Um, I actually don't think they've had an awful summer. But, again, it felt like everyone ripped them off last year. Everyone wrote them off last year. Obviously, they've seen the video coming out mocking everyone for it. I think it was a bit of a lightning in the bottle moment, that survival, where they just found, you know, I, I, probably is a little bit disrespectful for me to say that, but they just got that little run of form out of nowhere. We're, we're like in 12th, I think, at one point. We're, we're safe. I, I, I'm just not convinced they've got the quality to go another level up. Um even though they've they've had, in my opinion, a, a decent summer. Um, Jamie, was there anything else you thought? Um, obviously losing Gary Cook, like that ending, like sacking of him. Obviously, they say mutual consent, but that clearly is a sacking by the board. Um, I think that's a bit of an odd. That was a very odd one. Look, I don't think I think Bournemouth fortunate last year that so many teams were so poor last season because overall if you looked at the squads Bournemouth's are the one Bournemouth squad should have gone down and that's fair play to Bournemouth for staying up fair play to the manager and the players for actually outperforming that but you normally see it second season second season syndrome <laughs> and that's where it goes down for me it's a good point, actually, about the manager. I, I'd almost forgot that happened. And I think that is, despite the, the good couple of signings they've made, that does give you a little bit of, it, of an insight into the club. I, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen anything since come out. I'm not sure we ever found out why Gary O'Neill was, was well, mutually left, but appeared to be sacked. I don't, did anyone see anything on that? Because I, I can't recall any story ever coming out. Could be wrong. No, no, no well, yeah, very, he, very he strange. He was never going to take him that much further, though. But let's be fair. It's not what, really... what is what is further for Bournemouth? Honestly, every season has just got to be survival. Yeah, it would have been survival, but I don't think he would have delivered it again next season. I think I think they did well to get out of it, but I don't think they would have got it again. Mm. Maybe. Uh, well, before we move on, we we got to talk about this. Wait, I can't speak, Reese. Wolves. Now, you you put an asterisk. There's no asterisks allowed, so Wolves are there for you, <laughs> um, regardless of the manager. Many would argue this is controversial. Tell us, tell us why it's not. Well, I think first of all, every year you tend to get one team that stays around mid-table, doesn't really do much, and then goes down, and that's often due to not investing. You tend to just settle. I think. Wolves, their financial trouble seems a bit bleaker than they're letting on. They've made some good money in sales from Ruben Neves and Nathan Collins, and they've let Connor Cody go as well. Um, Jimenez recently went to Fulham, so they, they've got also good money in, but they haven't really replaced, which suggests that there's something wrong. You know, Mateus Cunha's obviously signed permanently. I think that was a, a guaranteed buying. That was £44 million. Um, they brought Matt Doherty back. 
and they've signed a guy from Mets, I think, uh, Traore, who seems a decent player, but I just don't see where they're going to get out of this. I don't really see leaders. I don't see a, a firing goal scorer. Cunha, I think, only scored like two goals. He's not the worst player in the world. but um, And I think the manager seems to be unhappy, hence the asterisks. I'll give the manager his dues. The Wolves team improved. You know, their XG was up. Their chances were up. So something was building there, but I just think it's a little bit toxic. I don't see much, much there from them at this moment in time. And I think, I think if he leaves, they're going to be in quite serious trouble. Yeah, I think that's actually quite an interesting one because looking, just looking at the signings in and out, I think you're right. If you had to put that on a balancing scout, it'd be it'd be tipping downwards because you've lost Cody, you've not lost Nathan Collins, Raúl Jiménez, Ruben Neves, and really all you've brought in is Triori and, and Doherty. So that is a based on the signings alone. That that's a weakening squad. So you know it, it sounds controversial, but maybe not. Um, let's move on now to the rest of the bottom half of the table. So let's see where we're at. So Jamie Wolves. So you know you've not put much higher, and I mean mm. to be honest, neither have I. I mean sixteenth isn't much higher. What what's your thinking? Anything to add to what Reese has said? It's the same sort of old chestnut like where do Wolves' goals come from I, I don't i just don't see it at the moment really and cunha if he scored two goals last season i don't remember hearing about either of them that's how lot and for 44 million that's ridiculous that's such an external like so much money for something wolves need in a striker and he's not producing it it might have been obligation to buy so that's tough luck and you've got to deal with it but that's their own fault um i just don't see them doing well this season um i do think there is money problems like reese was saying the manager uh i do actually think he's quite good i watched him have his i think it was his first or second game what at wolves was against city away and i could you could already you could see like he he had he had some ball knowledge about him. You could see what he, he was right in what he wanted. Obviously, at, I can't remember what the result was that day. I don't think we actually battered him either. It was, he, he was just, you could see he, he was ticking them over in the right way. But it's not going to be a nice season for Wolves, unfortunately, for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had him 16th, which isn't saying too much. I think for me, it's just, to get again, the, the lack of goals. I really like, you know, Neto, opponents as good attacking players, but, you know, you, you're right and you mentioned it in FPL terms, their, their net returns, you know, just isn't isn't good enough. Um, it's all so good It's all good if you look great, you know, doing FIFA, yeah. FIFA skills and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, the most important thing of a game is putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. And Wolves really just don't do that for me. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk about Everton because I, I, I've got them right on the cusp. I, I think they're going to be in that mix again for relegation. Um, for, from my perspective, I wouldn't be overly surprised if, if they did end up in the relegation zone. And, and for me, they've not got a bad squad, but I just think this is the classic team that are just knocking on the door, knocking on the door. It, it reminds me a bit of, obviously, in Germany, our boys Hamburg, where... There's only so many times you can knock on the door and survive. You know, never been relegated. They had the big banner and eventually, you know, they folded and went down. And, and Everton feels like that. They're scrapping and clawing every season just to stay up. 
and it does feel like eventually that's got to something's got to give. You either invest big and start going up the table, or you eventually fall. So I do. I, I just I'd, I'd genuinely be surprised if Everton were like you know up, up in thirteenth, twelfth. So they've got a good manager, but I just I think they're going to be in the battle. Looking at the table, you know, Reese, you've got them in sixteenth. I guess you pretty much agree with that. Anything to add on Everton? Yeah, I, I think it's the same. If you know, then to get out of the mess, you have to invest, and they're not in a position to do that. I think they'll be okay. I think again, they'll they'll use their home form to keep them up, and and I'm not going to be shocked if they finish a little higher. But it's yeah, I think I think Everton just I think they just need to stay up again this season to have something to build. Yeah, and Jamie, well, it, it, it can't like for Everton though. It's more you can't just be like we need to stay up another season because what's actually going to change within a year? I I, I don't see what's actually going to change within a year for them. I I know we're we're like I've got them as the highest at fifteenth, <laughs> like and that's you know out of us three. I'm not saying that they're going to have a great season. But if you're an Everton fan, you're frustrated as hell because you can't be going, you know what, one more season I'll take crap because it's there's nothing I can see that's going on in the future that makes me think, okay, I can suffer for another year. Because that's what yeah. Everton fans are technically doing. Oh, they're just suffering. And as you can see, it was getting toxic and more toxic. Um, to well, be honest, I've got my... Uh, <laughs> on Deitch, I think he'll sort them out a bit better. I just then don't think they're better than any team I've placed above them. And I don't actually think they're better than Burnley, who I've got I've got them above. I just I just think they'll <laughs> slightly do better. That, that that's a I was gonna say I don't think they're can we talk about their business. <laughs> can we talk about their business? So they've got Ashley Young on a free. They have got Dan Juma from Villarreal, which I, I don't think is bad. But then you look at the releases and you've got, you know, Yeri Mina released. Andros Townsend released. You know, it's it's a bit... You've got to realise these Tom people Davis are on a released. lot of money. Yeah, but... But they're all on a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, they need... They've got, they've, got the not... FF, they've, got, they've got the FFP stuff about them. If you look at Mina, what, what, what is the actual point of Mina? If you look at the back four of Everton... Mina technically he was, he doesn't was get on in. over a hundred thousand pounds a week. Yeah, he, yeah, he was on. A, I thought he was on one hundred and five thousand a week. Something much, stupid let's like be that. Honest, he, they had to was, clear that up. It's been a mess. Well, it's all about it's about money with the why they've released them. But that, well, I'm, I'm the more I'm looking at this in and out, I'm thinking you know maybe I should have put him in the bottom three because Ashley Young, no disrespect, he, he's not he's not saving you from relegation, is he? You know, Tom Davis, decent Prem player. Asmir Begovic, even a bit of experience in the back room gone. Yeri Mina, I rate personally. You know, Mina, even Townsend, like, I'm not saying he sets the world alight, but he's a Premier League experience, scores a screamer. You know, even Ellis Sims. A screamer Sims. at the Etihad. That, that is what it is. <laughs> you hold him for that one game a yeah. season to score a screamer at the Etihad. That's all he's but, good for. But a guy with pace, no, 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 Premier League yeah, experience. But, I, I don't know. I think Everton have made an error there, and even Ellison. I think they've they've got they've got to balance the books, and these players are surplus to requirements for Everton. And I think it's 
they're well in their rights to get rid of these people. Yeah. They well, need to. I, I think they might but be balanced. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a great one. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we can't change now anyway. It's too late. So, moving up the right. table slightly, we've got... Hold on. We've got Not Burnley in and 16th for me. It's... Actually, yeah. Let, let's talk about that. So, you're saying this Everton shambles is going to be better than yep. your, boy, your boy Vincent. What's going on there? I feel like it's going to be... Fin- so, like I said, I don't actually think Everton will be better than Burnley, but I feel like they're going to get more points. Because you've got to remember, Burnley have transformed from this defensive team under Sean Dyche that we've known for many years in the league, in the Premier League. And when they went down, I was convinced they were going to struggle for a bit because I thought, you know what, they've got to turn the sort of motive of going, right, let's not lose to we need to win. And that can be a big switch. And I think Vincent Company did an absolute brilliant job last season, getting them to getting them to nearly record points for the championship team. But as I know, any team can come to the Etihad and it can you can see it. But the six nil sort of loss to us, it's something that can happen to them because they're playing too positively. Um, and that's the problem I see them slightly having. They they will need. I think they will need to re- either rechange their tactics to improve than what I'm saying, or they're gonna they're gonna have a bit of a they're gonna get a bit of a stuff in each a, n- a number of weeks, a bit like a Leeds in a way, where Leeds would come in, they'd have some good results, a two one win over Chelsea, all this, and then they go and get battered seven nil. It's things like that I can see happening to Burnley. Um, overall, I think they're going to be safe. I think they're going to be like comfortably safe and then sort of fall off the pace a little bit because I think company's going to get them to go in hard. He was the first the first team to put them back in pre-season. So I think they're going to start the season on on like as fit as they can be or as fit as the teams around them. And that could burn them off towards the end of the year. So I feel they'll drop off towards the end of the season, but they will be safe. And I think they'll be comfortably safe, but then they'll start falling down the places. Yeah, I mean, I I might as well jump in with with Burnley now while we're on it. I know we're going up. I think Burnley, for me, is probably one of my my bolder predictions of of this set of predictions, I guess. I, I had them in 12th. Now, it's a big ask, yes, but... This, this feels similar to my sort of Fulham prediction last season where I, th- I thought Fulham would be comfortably safe. And the reason is, like, the championship is so, so tough. And Burnley, you can't understate what they did in that league. Absolute obliteration of the league. Made a mockery of it almost. I can't remember the stats, but it was... it was They were 19 points clear in one of the toughest leagues to get out of in the world. And they just absolutely blitz the league. Now, I, I think, Jamie, you're looking probably too heavily into that 6-0. As you've said, any team can suffer that fate. And I do remember you saying, I think, on the day, it wasn't a 6-0 game. Like, they pl- actually played all right, which is going to sound weird. But we're gonna, we had that conversation with Leeds. This is, this is it. Like, I can see it happening again. With that Leeds team before, we went, 
you know what they were br- they were really good and then you went what was the score six nil seven nil you're like <laughs> what yeah yeah <laughs> that, that's what i'm saying it's sometimes the score can look one way and the result can, and the, the performance can be a different way and that's where sometimes the tactics might be wrong yeah to be honest i i to your point around sort of tactics i think they should go for it i honestly think just go for it play your attacking football because all you've got to do is be better than three teams. You've got to remember that. If they play the way they played last season, they'll lose to your big teams. But it doesn't matter because they'll beat all the teams below them. And that's what matters. That's how you survive in the Premier League. So I'd personally go, you know, company, stick what you know, stick what works. But yeah, that's, that's one of my bold predictions. But yeah, Reese Burnley, anything to add on that? You, you had him in 15th, there or thereabouts. Um yeah, I'm in the same wavelength as, as Jamie. I think when I've seen him play against Premier League opposition, I've not been too impressed. I agree, yes, you play great football, but if you get slapped 6-0, what, what, what do you care more about? That you can pass the ball about or you've been battered? You know, um, I think Burnley are a good team. I think they'll be just fine. They've brought in some good players. You know, James Trafford. You've got um, they bought a guy from... They signed a guy permanently after his loan from watching Gladbach. I think they'll be fine. And I think they'll probably even end up higher because I think some of these clubs here, I think could be in a little bit of trouble, maybe a toxic environment if things start to go wrong. So I think, I think that Burnley will have to beat these teams around them though. More importantly, that will be key for them either, you know, surviving comfortably and finishing even higher. Cool. So let's move on. So who else we got in here? So, Forest, me and Jamie basically agree on Forest. Now, Reese, I guess we'll come on to it, but Forest, have you missed Forest out or you put them in the top 10? No, I've not missed them out. They're in my top 10. Yeah. Fine. We'll, we'll hold your thoughts on Forest then. For me, I, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be comfortable-ish. The question is, can they go to that next level? I don't know. They've still got a big squad. I think for them... It just needs probably another year or so to really gel together. And then actually, I think they could start, as long as they invest, they could start moving up that table. Um, Jamie, any, any, any? well, I guess anything to add on that, on Forest? Um, like Forest, obviously, most I think most people had them going down last season as well. Um, I think they'll do they'll do all right. They've, it's their home form that keeps them up. <laughs> um I think they're going to be better, definitely, than the six teams below them uh, that I've got below them. It, so I, I, I see them fairly comfortably. They give give teams, big teams, a good game, as we saw last season. Uh, they've got a tough start though, that could sort of you know impact sort of a bit of morale. But if they pull off some good results there, they'll be laughing really. But yeah, I see them being comfortable this okay. season and let's go i mean palace we're all in agreement pretty much 13th or 14th again it, i'm it's, just a bit it's, neutral it's a bit boring <laughs> is what it is yeah. really isn't it there's nothing bad like really bad we can say about palace but there's nothing really good we can say about them in my opinion it's there's there's a bit of excitement over Eze and Elise, but they, if they have that striker, I think they break the top ten. 
but they just don't have that out and out goal scorer, that proper out and out goal scorer. And I don't see it changing. Um, they're under Roy Hodgson now. He did terrific for the last. I can't remember how many games he had left for the season, but he did great for him. Um, I just see it a bit of a, a bit of a null season again. Um, hopefully they take the cup seriously. Try and try and have a run in them. Yeah, I mean, I guess the hard leaving is the big one for Palace. The hard leaving takes takes a lot of attacking promise from them. And to, to your point on the strikers, they've got two strikers there. And I don't mind either. But the question is, can they step up? Eduard, I personally do like. Mateta, I've seen but glimpses. How many, goals, how many goals are they maximum going to get? I don't know. Well, if... the, the, the point I'd say is, is the hard out of the team. The question is, can someone step up and fill that? I, I think it could be one of the strikers. But, but I think that'd be more Eze and Elise taking that role, if that makes sense. The goal scoring does need to come from someone. But it's I I don't think either of them are good enough to get to that to get to fifteen goals. Yeah. And might lose Elise as well. <laughs> Chelsea and City. Yeah, well, he's link, linked with City and Chelsea, that'd be I think that'd actually be a big blow to look to because you've lost because they've lost Saha as well, to lose him as well, I think would be bad. But yeah. cool. And then let's move up slightly. So West Ham, we touched on Fulham. Well, let, we'll touch on Fulham quickly because it looks like looking at these these teams, it looks like we're all going to have potentially one sort of interesting pick for the top half. So Jamie, it looks like you've gone for Brentford, not on your list. It looks like I've gone for Fulham, not on my list here. And then Reese Forrest. You guys touch on Fulham quickly. Anything to add there? Twelfth and fourteenth, respectively. An average season, really. Um, they've obviously they're losing Mitrovic, who's gone on strike to push them move to Saudi Arabia. They've signed Jimenez now. Jimenez is a player that on FPL we used to love because he was known as the postman for scoring one a week. Um, now, since since that horrific head injury, he hasn't, hasn't looked the same. So hopefully, moving to Fulham can sort of, you know, rejoice him back into that and then under a Fulham side that need goals. But Fulham are a good, good enough side not to get involved in the relegation battle. So I don't see that being a problem for them. So I think mid-table-ish is where they'll be be roughly about. Reese, any any extra thoughts on Fulham? No, not really. I just think it's important that they keep Marco Silva happy for them because I think he's done a good job for them. And by the sounds of it, I don't think he's 100% happy with the way things are going. So, Cool. Let's talk Brentford just quickly. I've got them in 13th. Reese has got them in 11th. No Tony. Can they? Is there a player who's going to get them twenty goals a season now? In my opinion, probably not. But for me, the reason I've got them sort of safe is, is just the, the manager in the squad. I think is good enough to be above those teams. Yeah, Reece. yeah, I would agree. I think. I mean, I, I did worry for Brentford a little bit, but I think they haven't sold 
their best players, if you know what I mean. You know, they've kept their squad the same, so they've not lost anybody. Tony will be back. So I think I think they'll be okay. I think it's when they start selling their best players is when it's going to become a problem. They have signed Romeo Beckham as well. Don't forget that. No, <laughs> that's going to get him in the top half, Jamie reckons. Um, quite a few players come in, though, for them. Quite a few players have come in, so time will tell. And, and Jamie, we'll let you talk Brentford in a second. Um, before we move on to the top half, West Ham. We've all, again, pretty much in agreement, 11th or 12th. They've come off the highs of winning a European trophy. Something that Arsenal haven't done for a while. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> had to get it in. Um, what, what do we think on West Ham? Um, it's going to be a bit of a weird season for them. Obviously, Rice going. But for £105 million, they should be able to replace him. Not like for like, but replace him in that position and strengthen elsewhere. Um, as long as they spent, they're not just wasting that money. At, then I see them sort of just having a solid season. Obviously, they're still they are in they're going to be in Europa because they won the Conference League, so they will still have to worry about European fixtures. So that's where I don't see them pushing higher than well, just under mid. Just we've all got them under mid table, but that's probably what's going to hold them back because I think overall their squad's a mid table squad. So I think it's fair that we've all got them roughly around that. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no real business from them so far. They're probably refreshing the bank account, waiting for that money from Arsenal to drop. Yeah, um, yeah. But, well, they but, got they yeah. get they get a pound, don't they? Each <laughs> pound week a week or something like that from the way Arsenal <laughs> do business. Can yeah, we have I, it? Can we have it over a two thousand instalments? <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. In terms of, I think I've seen um, one of the cities, one of the city's stronger um, academy players. Borges, he yeah. scored. He was double figures at least in goals and assists in the Premier League Two. I think it was Premier League Two Player of the Season. He was phenomenal. And when you looked at highlights, you were like, "That's quality." I think they were going to sign him for about fifteen, twenty million. I think he'll give them some excitement on the wings. Um, but like I said, I haven't seen much else, and I think that's a bit frustrating when West Ham know. They were going to get this big fee from Rice. They should have been planning on how do we spend that money and on what. Yeah, well, they've they've put in a bid for Gallagher, as we know. Oh yeah. Um, make sure you're following us on TikTok for that daily room roundup. But yeah, if they get him, they'll consider that you know forty fifty mil. That, that's half the money gone just like that. But yeah, at the minute, one transfer in a guy called Sean Moore from Cliftonville. Let's let's pretend to know him. Um, yeah, quality player, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> it's, love it's him. not good enough. Um, cool, let's <laughs> move. I think we've covered pretty much all these teams now. Let's move on to the top half of the table. 